and here we go. We're live. Okay. So today on Lifestyle Medicine, we've got Lulu Bonner, and you are the owner and proprietor of Lulu Chocolates, or Lulu's Chocolates? How does it? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Lulu, you've got like quite a few spots that you've been to. When I talked to you before this episode, you had been in Santa Cruz for a bit. Um, I think you'd been in North Carolina for a bit. You'd been all over. And did you set up shops in all of those places or do you have like one kitchen where you're doing your chocolate business? What's that look like? So we were for years in Sedona. I started the whole thing in Portland Okay. and we moved to Sedona for a chance to expand and, and share kitchen with someone there. And uh, by the time we outgrew that, we already had a great team. So we rented our own kitchen, mm -hmm. a great space in front and we created Lulu's chocolate lounge. So uh. it was the kitchen in the back and the little lounge and cafe in the front. And then we decided we want to go open a larger version of this in Asheville, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. I'm from uh, Southeast Tennessee, so it was kind of my old stomping ground. Oh, cool. And uh, we got there and we were, we had found the building in our dream location. We were very close when all of a sudden I realized that I needed to get to California and start doing the cannabis and chocolate. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I knew California was changing its uh, landscape to yep. become more legal. And, um, I have an uncle who has, uh, cancer and oh. he was telling me about the edibles just being, what a terrible market. He's like, everyone thinks I should eat gummy worms for medicine. Like this right. is not okay. Right. So I just was very impassioned to get back to California. So right before signing the lease, we packed up, went back to California and landed in Santa Cruz. And, uh, in Santa Cruz, we started the cannabis company, and then we realized that um, it was going to be just crazy trying to have a business in Arizona and one in California. For <laughs> sure, yep. So um, we realized that um, Santa Cruz wasn't going to be our forever home, but we mm -hmm. did integrate with a the kitchen there where Lulu's chocolate is still made. And oh, very cool. Hopefully we'll continue uh, forever to be made uh, in Santa Cruz there. Wonderful chocolatier, wonderful kitchen. And uh, so we closed down our Sedona operation and decided to try out a little town called uh, Nevada City, California. Oh, yeah. Nevada City is great. You're getting all yeah. the awesome spots. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when we got to Nevada City, we opened up a tiny retail shop. Mm -hmm. um, and we didn't have our kitchen there, so it wasn't it wasn't where we produced anything. It's just where we had a little retail in front of our office because we still ship all of our gotcha. own chocolate to everyone. Gotcha. So it was a little retail there. And um, it wasn't quite the fit for me. And I found Petaluma and fell madly in love with it. And here we are in Petaluma. And we just went back to Nevada City and brought our whole fulfillment center here. So now we have our offices and our home in Petaluma. And we kept our kitchen in Santa Cruz. And as far as the cannabis kitchen goes, um, that went through quite a phase of starting and stopping I'll with bet. all the regulations. I'll bet. And yeah, currently um, we are building out our own um, cannabis kitchen, which we're hoping is going to be maybe up and running next month so that we can get our edibles back on the market. Yeehaw. Wow. So you've got, for the people listening, um, you know, I met you through Carson Levin, you know, so wonderful people. And, um, you know, Carson's been a friend of mine for years. And when I first met you at their wedding, this was, that was years back. And we were kind of, that was a great wedding, but I remember hearing about your oh, business. Yeah. And then I started following you on social media and kind of tracking what you were doing. So for the people that don't fully know about, you know, Lulu's chocolate, can you kind of give, give a backdrop to, um, I mean, you just gave an overview, which is pretty nice, but just 
like, why'd you start chocolate? Like, why'd you get into yeah. it? Why did you push for chocolate? And then how did you actually build out and get big? Because I know you've actually made a pretty sizable footprint. Yeah, thank you. It was a, kind of a fairy tale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back in 2006, living in Portland, I, um, I've i always been a chocoholic. Uh-huh. It's like my first word was chocolate. Wow. I was born to eat chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, back in 2006, living in Portland, teaching yoga, I developed an allergy to dairy and sugar. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was the end of chocolate. And I uh, went to Hawaii to just cry about it, I guess. <laughs> right. And uh, Mourn the an loss. Amazing, yeah, <laughs> right? And I met an amazing woman there who invited me to stay with her on the big island. And I was telling her my sad chocolate story. And she said, what do you mean? I've got a cacao tree in my yard. It's like, what chocolate grows on trees? It was just <laughs> this whole thing. Like maybe I didn't get chocolate all this time. I knew I loved it, but right. what is chocolate really? And uh, we went to the tree and I literally took down like five cacao pods. I don't know if you've seen this thing. They're, they're pretty sizable. Yeah, they're big. Opened them and proceeded to eat like five in a row. And uh, then experienced being so high. <sighs> so elevated just kind of like oh this is that ecstasy thing people are looking for but this is like the real deal from a tree yeah and I was just so filled with bliss and it was life-changing and I fell in love with that tree and came to realize that raw cacao in its natural state really does all these amazing things for your brain the p the pea anandamide the endorphins and just totally in my bliss phase, I started eating chocolate for breakfast. I would just like get my coconut bowl and whip up some raw cacao. And yeah. I still, to this day, eat chocolate every day for breakfast. I never yeah. miss a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I left Hawaii just in time to get back to Burning Man, where I was just mixing my bowl up, offering it to people. I think the first night we had like 10 people coming to imbibe. And a few nights later, there were like 100 people around my camp saying, everyone's saying you're getting them high. They're dancing all night. But <laughs> yeah, like, there's... Yeah, there's no repercussions. They feel right. great in the morning, and they're, you're doing this on chocolate. Yeah. It's like, you know, just giving chocolate to everyone. And um, then fast forward to Christmas, um, I brought it to a party. I decided, you know, I was going to leave Portland, go back to Hawaii. And I decided to go to a Portland solstice party, got a little cigarette girl tray, and loaded it with chocolate jars, and went around the party selling chocolate because it was originally in jars, because that was the easiest way to figure out how to get it out sure. of my coconut bowl to the sure, table, right? Sure, sure. <laughs> and um, the next morning I woke up and I had orders for about 30 jars. Everyone was like, this is the best Christmas gift. Can you please make an order for me now? And so suddenly it was my first time filling orders. And um, suddenly Valentine's was coming and I still hadn't left and gone to Hawaii. I sold everything I owned, including my car, to go to Hawaii. But then all of a sudden this chocolate thing was getting legs and I was very distracted from going to Hawaii by all the demand for chocolate and my joy of just playing with recipes and and being so in love with the chocolate. And uh, the store wanted it and then another store wanted it and I literally accidentally started a business. And uh, this is our 13th year and it's no longer mixed in a coconut bowl, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Things things have changed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I was a, I became a self-taught chocolatier. I learned about chocolate tempering, what makes a chocolate have, you know, the the great snack that we're used to and the smooth yeah. shininess and how to do that. And 
how to put it in the most environmentally sound packaging. Our first chocolate bars were wrapped in flower seed paper you could plant. Wow. That was pretty awesome. That's cool. uh, we're Yeah, we're still in biodegradable packaging, but the flower seed paper was not sustainable. Those little seeds broke all the printer needles for everyone. And oh, people got mad. <laughs> gotcha. Right, the logistics of trying to, trying, yeah. trying to be a good Samaritan to the planet. Right. right? <laughs> well, um, you know, that was part of the interest, you know, when I – when I reached out to you, you know, originally for this podcast, because, you know, my background, Chinese medicine, and then I just do a lot of uh, food as medicine education and mm. cacao and chocolate is one of the, I mean, I've, I've read about it for years and followed it and people have had tremendous effect with it and the health benefits are, are pretty yeah. real, but would you yeah. mind diving into it a little bit for that, for the people that are listening to this for the first time and they're like, wait, what? Chocolate is actually good for you and cacao is actually this amazing thing for you. You want to talk a little right. bit about what you kind of found out over the years? What's so great about it? Yeah, of course. I call it debunking chocolate myths <laughs> because um, cause it, it's not a candy. You know, it is a yeah. real food and an indulgent guilt-free treat if you, you know, keep it pure. Like we say, keep it pure, treat a table. So we use low glycemic coconut sugar, no refined sugar, no dairy, no soy, no fillers. It's just, you know, cacao, vanilla, pinch of sea salt, and the coconut sugar. Yeah. Um, so cacao itself has been proven to lower blood pressure. For one, there's a lot of great medical benefits to it. Um, it's really high in magnesium. And so it really helps your heart pump more efficiently, which is how that blood pressure gets lowered. Mm -hmm. um, it's an amazing vasodilator. It gets your blood flowing, again, with the heart pumping, the blood flowing. It's a great um, vehicle for nutrients, driving them into your system because of that vasodilation property. Um, so those are some great physical things. It moisturizes your skin from the inside out. So mm. some people think, oh, chocolate gives me acne, chocolate makes me gain weight, when that's actually the, the fillers, the dairy and the sugar right. that do that. Chocolate is actually amazing for your skin. It gives you a youthful glow, literally just the moisture, moisturizing of the skin. Um, and also, cacao is full of MAO inhibitors. So if you go and you look at some weight loss supplements, MAO inhibitors curb your appetite naturally, tell your brain that you're full. Mm -hmm. And so chocolate can serve as a meal. It will help tell your brain, like, you know, like I said, it's my breakfast every day. Right, Help right. tell your brain I'm full. And so it is a myth. It's not, again, it is the fillers, the sugar, and the dairy that do make people gain weight and have bad reactions. And then what it does to your brain is amazing. So I don't know if you know chocolate contains cannabinoids. Yes, I've heard about that like recently, as of like a couple yeah. of years ago, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah let's, let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, so um, your brain, you know, naturally has two cannabinoid receptors in it. And then your brain makes a cannabinoid called anandamide, which, you know, the Sans Sanskrit word ananda meaning bliss, that's the base of that. Like mm. it's the bliss chemical. But when you eat chocolate, your brain makes more anandamide. And um, uh -huh. so chocolate delivers the cannabinoids into your brain, which just gives you that blissful feeling. Right. And, you know, people say chocolate opens the heart, which does have something to do with the magnesium and the vasodilation. But also it opens your heart because it floods your brain with PEA. Mm -hmm. So PEA um, is a chemical that releases in your brain an endorphin when you're falling in love, holding a baby, staring at a beautiful sunset, you know. And when you eat chocolate, this is also... Yeah launched into your brain so it makes you feel amazing in your brain it gives you great energy it's high in theobromin so theobromin is a great stimulant like caffeine is like woo. right theobromin is more like we're taking you up keeping the energy high slowly go off and so that's nice. in raw cacao theobromin is is very high uh, mate 
is another substance which has high levels of theobromin, which is why drinking mate feels different than drinking um, coffee. And that's, that's really interesting. And how do you say that again? Because that's a new one I'm going to have to look up. That's a okay. one I'm not yeah. familiar with. Theobromin. Theobromin. Mm-hmm. Wow. Man. Yeah. If you got more, please. I'm like, I'm listening. I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. More and more. <laughs> yeah. And so when you <clears throat> roast, I, I, we do raw cacao. I call it technically on the package unroasted because I mm-hmm. feel like that's a better descriptor. And when people say what it is, you can easily explain it by an almond. Think of a, an unroasted almond versus a roasted almond. They have different flavors. Right. Some would say that a raw almond has more nutrition and cacao is the same. Um, you know, that theobromin that's so present in raw cacao starts to convert into caffeine when you uh. roast the cacao beans. So that's another benefit of raw cacao. And, um, yeah, I just, I feel like you get more of the flavonoids, more of the antioxidants, more of the full health benefit if you have the beans unroasted, um, mm-hmm. which is what we go for. Yeah. Well, there's it's a lot. There's a lot in there. Me eating it every day. Yeah, like, I don't blame you. I eat you. chocolate all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a good, you're a good spokesperson for your business. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's great. You're eating chocolate. You know what's interesting about this too is that, you know, I've talked to people, things that we get passionate about, things that we get really stoked on, things that we want to pursue and we want to do. There's this conversation I've had for years where people will say to me about some area of my life, and I'm sure people for you, it's like, well, where do you get the drive and discipline to really do this thing? And it's usually pretty, I've found that when you really love something and you're really super passionate about it, it's not that hard. It doesn't really feel like discipline. It feels like, yeah, you're like, this isn't that hard because I love it. You know, I love doing this thing and you have a relationship with it. It sounds like. Exactly. Yeah. I have a, a deep relationship with the cacao. I feel her yeah. as a spirit. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's also the same for me with cannabis. Mm-hmm. I feel a very deep soul connection with that cannabis plant. And um, to me, I, I'm here to serve these plants that I feel are here to raise the consciousness yeah. of all of us and to give us more joy and clarity and um, just fun in this life. Yeah, it's that's a great way to... To, to frame it too, because, and I'm, I know you said you were working with a, um, with a, I think a Chinese medicine herbalist of some kind. Were yeah. You, yeah. So, you know, in the Chinese medicine tradition and not just Chinese medicine, but a couple other traditions as well, they talk about looking at plants and dialoguing with plants as personalities. So Ooh. that means about the herbs that we take like burdock root, you know, the things that are non quote unquote psychoactive, but, um, all the plants and all of the herbs that we do take, they say that like the way to appropriately, dialogue with them is to think of them as living personalities because if you do that you have a reverence for them you have an innate um, understanding that you wouldn't just take and take and take Mm. from a person it's like what are you giving back to the conversation right or the dialogue with the plant so i think that's a really good way to to look at it when you were just saying that you're like you know you see it as a spirit or you see it as um there's there's a two-way street there which i think is really good to think about because these especially cacao, cannabis, especially now with the CBD movement, we can see pretty easily how much these plants give back to people once they actually start taking them into their bodies. People have very right. real turnarounds or the blissed out states or you know these, yeah. these kinds of things, which is pretty cool. Um, so with your, your movement now into the CBD world and just going down this road and, and cannabis, you know, getting into the chocolate, Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that because I mean now you're you're essentially taking these two personalities, putting them into something, and you know people yeah. are able to take them in now. So, what have you um, 
Yeah, just talk to me about the process, like you getting into it and then, you know, it sounds like uh, you said the family member of yours that has uh, cancer, mm-hmm. you know, so that sounds like a push. But yeah, let's talk about that. Like what got you into that and what are you doing with that now? Yeah, well, I've been passionate about cannabis more than half my life. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, my passion for cannabis was uh, was as profound as my passion for chocolate, I'd mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, a friend of mine turned me on to CBD. I had always known THC. And honestly, as the plants got more and more intense on the THC side, I actually had taken a break from cannabis mm-hmm. um, just because I was trying to focus on running a business. I was like, damn, this stuff is too strong. <laughs> yeah. It's not like it used to be. Right. Um, which later I found out more interesting things about why it was too strong and why it didn't used to be. Um, before people knew that CBD had value, the only focus was let's breed these plants to have as much THC as possible. Oh. So we can get more money for them based on the percentage of THC. Before CBD was a thing, all the farmers were just going for the THC count, breeding the CBD out when actually they are a counterpart part. They make a yin-yang right. union, right? Like any yep. negative side effects of THC, like paranoia, um, recent heart, dizziness, anxiety, those are all completely counteracted by CBD. Right. And this is such an uh, intelligent plant that this plant has put the antidote for all the side effects within the same plant. Right. But over time in our culture, until the last few years, it was just all we need is THC was kind of the theme, and that's why it got too strong for me. Yeah. And so when my friend came to me and said, well, what about, you know, you could, Lulu, you, you just are always working. You're just kind of yonged out. You're too stressed <laughs> out. Try some CBD. And I was like, oh, pot's not going to help me. It's just going to, like, it's going to slow me down, and right. I need to have a clear head. And she's like, no, CBD, it's something different. And gave me some of her CBD. She owns a great company, Two Rise Naturals. And uh, it, it blew me away. And immediately I was like, because I used to put, um, I used to make my own cannabis oil and put cannabis and chocolate all the time at home uh-huh. um, years ago. So I was like, this has to go in chocolate. It has to go in chocolate. And yeah. then we have to see what that's going to be like. And, you know, because cacao has the cannabinoid already in it and the MAO inhibitors, which actually slow down the breakdown of cannabinoids, kind of creates a lock and key effect. Wow. So it pronounces the cannabinoids when you take it with the chocolate and it keeps the effect going longer, um, longer and stronger. Oh, yeah. Really? So the effect, yeah. the effect of the cannabis is made just essentially deeper in the body and the, and duration and yeah. time is potentiated. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's called the lock and key effect. And that would be the MAO inhibitors interacting with the cannabinoids and locking them into the brain for longer which is just awesome. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, people <laughs> like score. Yeah, it's like a win-win. So yeah. if let's just say, you know, the average time for, you know, cannabis by itself, would be, what, what is that, like three hours maybe, two, three hours, like of, of like someone under the influence? So would you say just like, it, would it go to six? Like what's the time? How much longer are we talking? Um, well, I'd say when I eat a piece of chocolate with the cannabis, for sure, I can feel it for about six hours. Okay. Whereas if I eat it in a different mm-hmm. edible or smoke it, then it is, yeah, I'd say more like three or four hours, depending mm-hmm. on the edible. Sure. Um, and, you know, the fats always, uh, the fats of the cacao help bind the cannabinoids and get them in your system in a more bioavailable way. Um, right. Also, and the vasodilators help get it into your bloodstream faster. So it is a quicker onset 
than some other gotcha. of the edibles out there. Um, I th- just think it's a great delivery system. I think yeah. these plants were, were meant to be together. Harmonious, for sure. Yes, indeed. Indeed. So I decided to start making some small batches for what was then my chocolate lounge in Sedona. People were coming to me with these amazing testimonials and saying how much it really helped them. And so in 2016, we launched it as a wholesale product. Mm-hmm. We sell to about 500 stores around the nation. So we started offering it to them so wow. they could serve their customers with it. And um, it took a minute, but it, yeah, then it really started to take off. And uh, last year, New York Magazine called this out as one of the top 14 CBD products of the year. And that definitely was a huge boost for us. It popped us up to number one in a Google search for CBD chocolate. And we have just been so happy serving people since and hearing really wonderful reviews of these medicines together and how these plant spirits really have uplifted their lives. And that keeps us going. (laughs) I love that. Like, I mean, I've said it once before, but I love the thread that you're getting that idea into the culture when you kind of talk about it. You know, if you're, you're the spearhead behind the company and you're pushing this, just getting people to reframe and have it, it kind of puts you into a state of gratitude for the plants too. It's not just this empty thing that you're eating, right. Or that you're consuming. It's like, no, these are personalities that you're taking in and that's a good way to just be be mindful and attentive to this. So maybe you can break this down for me because, you know, I've, um, on one of my other episodes, I had uh, Dr. Lita, who was one of my teachers from five branches where I went to acupuncture school and she's really big into the CBD movement. But, um, with, with this and you're putting CBD into chocolates, what's the, some CBD extracts I've heard, you know, they kind of, there's a processing, um, you know, where they take out the quote unquote psychoactive effect and it's primarily just sort of a body effect or a painkiller. And that's for people, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a whole CBD movement that way. And then Mm -hmm. there's also the strong CBD strains that still have THC and a slight psychoactive effect. So where, with what you're doing, where do you fall in that, in that spectrum? Are you, going towards the CBD that doesn't have a lot of psychoactive effect or is it the CBD that has to be sold in, you know, dispensaries that can actually give you the psychoactive quote unquote high? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and also you can get CBD out of dispensaries. I think that full spectrum products that can do have enough THC to give you that psychoactive. It's a, it's kind of a blurry line. Um, so basically something that people don't really understand is that Hemp and marijuana are the same plant. Mm -hmm. It's all the cannabis sativa plant. And so the difference between what you're going to see in a dispensary for CBD and what you're going to see in a grocery store is basically whether that plant that this product came from um, and was extracted from is hemp or marijuana. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, that in the end comes down to a lab test. So the law, the hemp bill states that 0.3% THC or more dry weight has to be marijuana. For hemp, it has to be less than 0.3% by dry weight. So that's dry weight. By the time you extract the plant and go through these processes, there's not really regulations yet saying Mm -hmm. how much THC can be left in the final product. Right. So um, you can, um, let's use the terminology full spectrum and broad spectrum. So full spectrum would be say, and let's say that we're going for a hemp plant here, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So in the hemp plant, you take a full spectrum extract. That means that you're extracting all the cannabinoids out together. There is that small amount of THC, sometimes bigger than others, but small to biggish amount. So for broad spectrum, the THC is removed, and then you have a broad spectrum product. So you've got your 
terpenes and some other minor cannabinoids in there, but they have removed all the THC to make sure there's nothing psychoactive about it. So um, if people go and they buy a, a full spectrum product, the amount of THC can range so huge. Right. Um, I've definitely bought an over-the-counter um, hemp-derived CBD product that surprisingly got me high <laughs> before. Yeah, for sure. And um, so I think a lot of people are are afraid of the full spectrum because mm-hmm. of that. And then also a lot of people are like, hey, I live in Ohio. I can get high if I go buy this <laughs> hemp product. This is epic. Right. So I think there's room for all of it. We have specifically chosen not to play in the full spectrum arena mm-hmm. right now and mm-hmm. to stick with broad spectrum. And that's because we want people to feel like they can take as much CBD as they need without worrying about if they're going to get high, if they're going to have to leave work early, if they can pass a drug test. But also a huge part is, can I give this to my grandma? Yes. You know, like we want to establish Lulu's as a safe brand that has a wonderful array of minor cannabinoids and terpenes. It really works, but you can take as much as you want without worrying about that psychoactivity. You can bring it to your grandma, you can give it to your to your kids. It's probably not legal to say that, but I have a lot of friends who give it to their yeah, kids. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and so we have chosen to stick in the broad spectrum arena for that avenue. You know, for our other brand, Lulu's Edibles, if people want psychoactive, they can go to the dispensary and they can get their Lulu's that way. But mm-hmm. for our hemp CBD, which is available in all 50 states, we definitely stick to broad spectrum. Got it. So you guys have a foot in both worlds, technically. Though you have like the the, the ones yeah. that where you can buy the like safe grandma um, ones. That grandma's not going <laughs> to yeah. freak out. And then you've also got the, totally. dis- the, the dispensary line where people actually want the quote unquote psychoactive high. They can get that as well. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. And I think you know anybody who's going in into a dispensary, they're prepared for psychoactivity. <laughs> and uh, Most definitely. we do. We do a standard, um, which is a one-to-one. So I don't know if you're familiar with the ratios, but that means that there's equal amounts of CBD in our products as THC. So if you buy a Lulu's um, chocolate that has 10 milligrams of THC in it, it also has 10 milligrams of CBD. And that purpose of the one-to-one is, like I said, they create the yin-yang union, and they just create a really nice, yeah, it is psychoactive, but I'm coming from a calm grounded, really yummy place without any negative side effects. Right. Well, it's, it's beautiful because, I mean, it's very middle path. It's very harmonious. It's a it's a balanced approach. It's just like, let's just keep the scales even on both sides. And you're yeah. doing, doing that with the actual components as well, right? The cacao and the cannabis. So you've got this really nice right. mixture. That's, that's beautiful. Well, when you've um, gone down this road and what are some of the things that people, what like testimonials essentially, like what are people... Um, saying or what have you heard from people that are like you know consuming your cbd chocolates and things what have you seen Mm -hmm. it sort of um help mainly with pain sleep and anxiety Uh that's what we get the most reviews of you know i've gotten someone wrote me recently and they said this is the first time i've slept well in 12 years thank you so much i keep a square by my bed and i have one every night i feel like you've given me this part of my life back um And, you know, the pain thing is huge. You know, Uh, my own mother just texted me. I just sent her some CBD um, because she had some knee pain and she just texted me last week. Thank you for giving me my legs back. You know, this is incredible. I didn't have to take a leave. I didn't have to take ibuprofen. And um, because of those being such 
such great things that people have come back with. We are actually creating a CBD elixir line with um, Chinese, it's kind of Eastern and Western herbs with this wonderful company, um, Five Flavor Herbs. I think you said you know Ben, who makes these herbs. Yeah, so we are now creating um, mood-targeted specific CBD elixirs that will be coming out this autumn, and we're going to have one for pain. Um, So you're getting that CBD effect that's been helping people with the pain, but then we're also putting specific herbs to target inflammation and other causes of pain. So we're seeing, well, people need help with pain. Let's give them not only the CBD, but let's give them these lovely herbs mixed in with that. Same for sleep and same for anxiety. And then on a fun note, our fourth formula is going to be an aphrodisiac formula. Oh, cool. Yeah. And and that's... um with Ben Zappin, you're doing the Chinese herbs mixed in with the, or Chinese herbalism, I guess, as a tenant with what Mm -hmm. you're, with what you're doing. With the CBD elixirs. Yeah. So it's going to be a a liquid pump where you get the herbs and the CBD delivered both in the same formula. We're excited about these. No, that's very cool. I mean, and you know, this opens up a whole different kind of branch, but what's really cool about this is that, you know, with your approach and you're using, you know, with your chocolate making and your, like you said, the lock and key piece, right? And the yin yang harmonic and keeping these things in balance. You know, this is the whole basis of herbalism and formulas when they do acupuncture too, is they, they've got, you know, within a formula that you make, which looks like a bunch of roots and branches and twigs and berries and stuff, you know, it looks mm-hmm. like, looks like a witch's brew. But when they put it in, you know, each one of those five, six components are all regulating something different, right? And sometimes those herbs, like you said, are regulating something within the formula, like something that could make you a little jittery. They, there's an herb in there so that they do this and they they level out. So yeah. to be, you're playing, you're making like chocolate formulas, which is really cool because you're getting these herbs mixed in with these other things. I mean, that's cool. just God. What a smart um, smart move on your part. Was the your drive and push to go into the CBD? Was that um you know was that knowing that the CBD you know era is here and it was booming? Was that a big piece or was it sort of more of like I want to, you know, help some people and you fell into it. Like which way did that kind of go? Yeah, it back in 2015 when I started making it, it actually wasn't booming. <laughs> it was it was right at the beginning of the right. boom, but living in Sedona, Arizona, you, you lose track of what's booming or not. <laughs> You're in your vortex there. Sure. And um what got me making these is that I felt what it did for me. Kind of like that's why Lulu's chocolate started because I felt that there was a need for delicious gourmet chocolate that didn't have any filler or junk. And so then I was like, ooh, there's a need to get people CBD in a delicious format. There's got to be that need because I need it. And last time I really needed something, it turned out a lot of other people did too. (laughs) Like like most things in life, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, um, I'd say that in 2015, 16, like... It was actually really slow. Like our CBD was getting no traction. It was kind of like our other products were doing what they had always done and growing. And then we had this product that I kept making because it was helping people. It wasn't making us money. It wasn't gaining traction, but it was helping people. So I kept making it. And then all of a sudden I felt like in 2017, all of a sudden everyone was like, CBD. And now it's our our number one seller. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's just because I stuck to it, knowing that it was helping people. And uh, now we're where we are here, and there's so many CBD companies that are just popping up overnight. But with Lulu's, people are like, oh, well, this brand's been around over a decade. They know what we're doing. There's a level of trust. Absolutely. And, you know, we, uh, we feel really proud of our products, and we aim to make 
every single piece of chocolate something that will further just make you feel good and trust that, yes, this is coming from a great source. Well, what's nice about this, too, and with the whole opioid epidemic and the the vast effects of people taking CBD now and having such tremendous effect with pain relief and all these other things, it's yeah. such a nice, um, it's a nice doorway to have open because I think a lot of people mm-hmm. that don't want to be on painkillers or they want to just do something that's a little less stressful on the body. And, you know, with this, you're actually giving them medicine. You know, there's like, this is fully yeah. like a medicinal product. So it's got to feel good to be pushing in that direction yeah. at this stage in the culture. Like it's, it's a weird time with all of the, the drugs and everything. Yeah, it is. And we're watching real statistics for opioid deaths decreasing year after year. And mm-hmm. to be part of that, of course, is it's really rewarding every yeah. day. Yeah. For sure, when you think about it. To say the least, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, like right now, you have, I know you said your kitchen is in Santa Cruz, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, you said you had, when you had Lulu's Cafe, um, yeah. Is that still a, like a ge- geography? Is that still like a place where you can go and visit? No, okay. no. Lulu's, yeah, Lulu's Chocolate Lounge. We shut it down mm-hmm. when we closed our kitchen in Sedona. Okay. So we have no more brick and mortar spots. Right. And um, I've found that my happiness is behind the scenes right. in the recipe development phase of yeah. things. The craft and like that's where that's where I'm happy is mm-hmm. you know working with Ben, thinking like what are the m- most amazing pain herbs to put with CBD and what essential oils will make people feel happy when they swallow it. Like, you know, and, and like, what's the best format for the CBD and the chocolate? What inspires people to eat chocolate? So we're about to launch our CBD truffle because chocolate bars are awesome, but we've had so many people be like, can't you make us a truffle? So it's even, you know, more enjoyable for a nighttime treat. For sure. Things like that. I just love doing so. Yeah, who knows if we'll ever have another brick-and-mortar place. But, you know, I feel now that we're bringing back Lulu's Edibles um, as our as our other branch, um, I don't feel like I'm going to have time to consider brick-and-mortar anytime soon. Unless they o- open some cannabis social clubs, I'd be very interested in being part of something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, I hear you on that. And, and there's a lot to be said. You know, you're not alone. Um, I think especially now with the Internet age and the age of information and how easy it is to be mobile – and not be yeah. landlocked to a building. That's a very yeah. real benefit for a lot of people. And for, you yeah. know, myself, I'm not in you know the chocolate business, but having no overhead and being able to virtually consult and travel and do my things without having a business building that I have to be locked to, yeah. that's a, that's a beautiful thing. You know, and you're not you're not alone um, in that. Well, if people like, is they're hearing this, you know, and I'm, questions I have too. Um, if you're like, okay, I want to get a hold of, <laughs> of Lulu's chocolates here. Um, you know, what's the, what's the best way for people if they want, you know, the grandma safe, uh, goodies, you know, or if they want (laughs) the other side, what does that look like? If someone who is like totally green to this and they're like, how the hell do Mm -hmm. I get some of this? What talk about that? Like how to, you know, how do people get a hold of it? (laughs) Of course. Yeah. Um, they can go to luluschocolate.com on that site. They'll see, we have a CBD store and a chocolate store. Um, because we do carry other CBD products besides the ones we make, we make the we carry the ones that we have personally tested out, use ourselves, and believe in for this curated, amazing CBD shop. Mm-hmm. Now, within that shop, it's going to be very clear if it's a full spectrum product or if there's no THC and it's a broad spectrum. Mm-hmm. We have a great frequently asked questions page that further talks about CBD Got to it. help people figure out like 
well, if I take this bath bomb that's on their web store and get in the bath, am I going to get high? <laughs> so we talk about topicals and, right. um, you know, I feel like it's a very great uh, information source and then also a great place to shop for your CBD products. Um, also, because we post lab reports for every product uh, right cool. on the page. So if they're like clicking and looking at um, a product, we have like the Two Rise Natural CBD oil and they want an oil and a chocolate, they're just going to click and see our labs right there. That's going to prove that it's been tested for pesticides, microbial, that is totally safe and pure mm-hmm. and that the potency is what it says it is because CBD is not cheap. And if you're buying a CBD product that says 80 milligrams, you want to make sure you're getting those 80 milligrams. For sure. Um, so I, I love the website as a resource, but also we have a store locator on our website. So if people want to go into a store, um, they can find one near them uh, mm-hmm. in that route too. Yeah. And if you're watching this and you want to get some chocolate on our website, you can type in the code chocolate and that'll give you 10% off as well. Oh, cool. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, so if, if just to clear that up, just to be totally clear. So if they go to your site, they can find a store locator. Is that um, is that like a dispensary locator if they want to get those products as well? Or are you talking about just where, where they sell um, the broad spectrum chocolates? Yes, exactly. Okay. The, the, which would be the uninfused chocolates or the CBD broad spectrum chocolates. Okay. As far as our dispensary chocolates go, mm-hmm. we're on hold right now because we're in in the kitchen build-out phase. Sure, um, sure. Our chocolates, I think we ran out of them in in March or April, uh, and our previous kitchen closed down. So we're kind of on hold, hoping to get those products back sure. in the dispensaries around the autumn equinox. Mm-hmm. But that website is called Lulu's Botanicals. Okay. And there's also a store locator on there. So, of course, you can't buy those online, unfortunately. Of course. Um, But they should be coming soon to a California dispensary near you. And um, as far as multi-state goes, that's going to take some more time because, you know, the federal government owns state lines. So cannabis products can't cross the state line if they have THC in them. Fair enough. Yep. Yeah. Like you said, there's still – this is all this stuff is developing out. I mean, it's a – it's very different. I mean, I, we were, I was just talking to a friend of mine last night. We were hanging out. We were just saying, God, you know, cannabis 10 years ago, the way it was oh, looked at God. 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm 37. And when I was in high school, I remember it was just such a, you know, I mean, it was such a different thing now. And now when you look at it, it's like the veil is basically essentially coming up where they're like, this is, you know, look how much it's helping people, first of all. Right. That's the, yeah. big, that's the big one that can't really be turned away because people that have had... Yeah. I know people that were on, um, friends of mine who were on, you know, their doc had them on like six different pharmaceuticals for, mm. you know, all kinds of different things, mood disorder, whatever. And it's like yeah. all the pills are gone and cannabis edibles have become their CBD rich thing. That's what they're doing and they're doing much yeah. better, you know, much better. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. The age where you can say cannabis has no medical value is quickly disappearing. And, you know, one thing that I'm really passionate about is fighting the stigma yeah. Because there's still the reefer madness days are still very much here for some people. Oh yeah. You know, people hang on to that and um just recently my friend was telling me she's like, "Well, you know, and then I offered my aunt an edible um because of her pain and she's like, "I'm not going to become a drug addict at 90 years old." Like unfortunately that, you know, the mentality yeah. is still there and um to erase a lifetime of stigma is going to take some time. Um, you know, and 
if people just think about it like alcohol, like remember when alcohol was prohibited and and when that started coming into the light, like the huge to do around that. And it took time for people to become comfortable. And now it's like, you know, it's, it's like chewing gum. People drink beer, you know, they don't think about it. And one day that will happen for cannabis, that it will be as acceptable as drinking a beer. I still think that we're quite a ways from there, but um, I'm very passionate about doing my part in making a movement, you know, towards that, because I actually think cannabis could be a key to unlocking your greatest potential. And I believe that could be true for people who are still terrified of it, that Mm -hmm. they just need the help and the education to learn, like maybe THC will never be for you, but maybe you need to learn about CBD, CBG, these other cannabinoids, or even the terpenes, the essential oils of cannabis are so healing. Like this plant has endless potential. So, so yeah, we're all pioneers out here fighting the good fight. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm in full support of you having these conversations too, because I think when people, you know, I've had conversations and I think there's a, you can approach it from a lot of different ways, but just the baseline logic um, that I always kind of come back to is that alcohol, if you drink enough of it, will kill you. I mean, <laughs> straight up, like one night tonight, you know, I drink a, right. a bottle of concentrated hard liquor. You know, we're looking at liver, liver failure and we're looking at serious problems and it's like cannabis right. has, cannabis does not do that. So, but I, But people still have this very real, yeah, like you said, there's a fear around it. And, you know, when I've talked to some people who were willing to have, God bless them, that were like very conservatively minded regarding this. And when I asked them, I'm like, so what's the deal? Like what, you know, what's at the root of this? And they're like, well, you know, definitely the Nixon era. That was a big piece, right? Like that, that, that f- right. freaked him out, the brainwashing. And then two, some people have actually told me they're like, you know, feeling the stirred up insight that cannabis can give and having, you know, expand you a little bit freaks mm-hmm. the hell out of some people. They're just like, I just... I don't want that. I want something that numbs me out and makes me heavy. And they're actually yeah. afraid of the actual sensation of what it does to them internally at an experiential level. They're like, I'm just not ready to go into feeling or, or, or sensing. Or, and I was like, damn, I'm, I appreciated them saying that because it was a very honest answer. But also, yeah. it kind of gives you a framework of it's not just always the brainwashing. There's actually a fear of I don't want to feel. You know, I don't want right. to, I don't want to get in there. I don't want to feel those, those deeper things, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. It's, you know, consciousness numbers like alcohol, they've been in for so long mm-hmm. and, um, encouraged, you know, oh, you're not feeling good. Have a drink. Yeah. Um, yeah. but the con- consciousness expansion tools, which I think cannabis very much is one. Yep. Um, I feel like we're just now moving into that. Um, and so, yeah, like you said, beyond the fear of doing drugs, there's the fear of like, I'm used to going in and numbing, like the expansion thing is fearful and the anxiety that comes with it. And, you know, to that, I would say just to have a really strong bottle of CBD on hand, you know, because (laughs) CBD, you know, literally can counteract THC. If you take too much THC, all you got to do is take some, um, THC-free CBD oil and just down a bunch. And within 20 minutes, you know, you're you're back to normal. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I would encourage them, like, well, what makes you feel safe? What makes you feel like it might be okay to feel more? Like, do you want to run a hot bath and just, you know, <laughs> check right. out a little bit of it? But have right. your CBD oil right by the bath. <laughs> um, and, you know, some, some people just 
they aren't ready and for them they still want to stick to the uh to what they're comfortable with and i think over time um as it becomes more acceptable and people know now their aunts doing it their sisters doing it their best friends doing it um it's just going to kind of it's just going to open people's minds um over time and yeah it does take you into a deep feeling place and Mm -hmm. i also think it's a shadow helper you know i've had people who are like i don't want to take take cannabis it just shows me everything that's wrong in my life I'm like well are those things wrong in your life well yeah totally you're like it's just trying to help <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> you're right right shining light into the dark spots right right yeah when it can be yeah. it can be definitely dialogued with that way if you have the framework right and if you i think that's why i think i i really support you having the conversations with people and being a voice for this to to rehash people's psyches around this issue because it's it yeah. is something that's very helpful. People are having tremendous result, but but the conversations do need to be had. We need to keep yeah. talking about it. People need to hear testimonials. They need to hear about their grandma whose knee pain went away. It's yeah, it's totally. really important to go down this road. Um, the last question I have for you, and then I'm going to ask for a little framework and your social media stuff. But I had uh, a friend of mine. I was telling uh, I was telling her that. I was doing this interview and they're like, oh yeah, I've heard of, you know, they've heard of your chocolates. And one of the questions, they're not currently pregnant, but that was the question that came up. They're like, when I'm pregnant, what's this, what's it look like with eating chocolates in pregnancy? You know, and I said, I said, I, I really don't know, but I'll ask when I'm <laughs> on the podcast. So we Yeah, had, do you mean chocolates with cannabinoids or with yeah, regular chocolate? Yeah, like the, the cacao, because I think they were asking both, like sides, like in a, okay. the cacao, because it's a stimulant, you know, it makes you kind of like, in, right. a, in a sense, like people equate it to a cup of coffee, even though it's very different. But that yeah. piece, yes. And then, the, yeah. and then the CBD, right? What's what's that look like if you if you know? Yeah, gosh, you know, I've had, um, I've had so many friends around my, uh, around my age or in the last decade of being in my age, like so many of my friends are having kids now. And I've had friends that just can't tolerate chocolate at all because it's too stimulating. Mm-hmm. I have friends who have to have chocolate every day and then they claim that their kid's living off chocolate breast milk, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> I, I have friends who swear by, you know, cannabis during their whole pregnancy. It's the only thing that makes them feel great. And I have friends who feel super sick when they try cannabis during pregnancy. Interesting. So I'd say, you know, when it comes to that, don't look to anything outside yourself. It's just going to be like Fair really enough. tuning into yourself. And also, like we said before, these plants are spirits. I feel like we can communicate with them, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of tune into the plant energy and see, is that right for your body or not? So when people come to me for advice, like for that, I always tell them the same thing. I'm like, you're the only one who knows. Right. Good answer. Yeah. Well, I like that answer quite a bit. <laughs> well, um, Lulu, if you, you know, if you, I always ask this of my guests that come on the show, like if you were, you know, we touched on a lot of things, but if you were to sort of give an invitation to the people listening who have not been exposed to chocolate, who know nothing about CBD, but just everything that you're doing, what would be the invitation that you give to people, the thing for them to consider to potentially, you know, embark into this world? Mm. Well, I would say that forget everything you learned about chocolate and guilt. Chocolate is a self-love, pleasure, indulgent treat that you should feel great about sharing with your body and yourself and inviting in the amazing physical and mental response. Like you deserve that bliss (laughs) with cannabis. I, like I said before, I really feel like it can be a great key to unlocking your full potential, but that is going to come through education and knowledge 
and talking to the plant and finding out what's really right for you. You know, um, if you're walking into a dispensary and you're just grabbing whatever's in the prettiest package, you may have just grabbed a hundred milligram C, uh, THC chocolate. That's not going to help you unlock your highest potential. If you're not like, if you're not ready for that, you know, you could end up like convulsing on the floor and vomiting. Like that's happened to people. People <laughs> right. have edible horror stories. Like, Oh, oh yeah. So many edible horror stories. Yes. Yeah. I but mean, yeah. through the education, and we've got some great videos on lulusbotanicals.com that talks mm. about what is a milligram? What does that mean? What right. is proper dosing? By educating yourself and, you know, just taking it slow. There's no need to try to, like, become an amazing cannabis connoisseur overnight. Sure. But, you know, just dabble. Check something out. Sit with yourself. See how it feels. But, like, start slow be patient and find out if cannabis is for you or not. Great. I love it. Well, Lulu, if people want to, um, you mentioned your websites, but let's go through them again. Um, if people want to track you on social media or they want to, you know, look at your yeah. websites, what's, where's the information and the contact information where people can find you? Of course. So Lulu's chocolate is a dot com. It's a Twitter account. It's an Instagram account and it's a Facebook account. Um, you can always send us messages there, um, even through the website and that's going to have all of our hemp CBD products and all of our non-infused products. And then Lulu's Botanicals is a .com, an Instagram, a Twitter, mm -hmm. and a Facebook also, where you can learn about our THC products. Um, so Lulu's Chocolate and Lulu's Botanicals, um, yeah, across the board. Beautiful. Well, Lulu, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I love the work that you're doing and I love that you're approaching it the way you are. I mean, I think it's just, it's awesome. So I really appreciate your time. Thank you. I really appreciate your insights and um, thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. You bet. Okay. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.